The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. And we are back. We have a great episode for you today, show for you today. We're going to be talking some dynasty fantasy football linebacker rankings. We're going to recap how the guys did in 2022, kind of get you all set up for 2023. Maybe some moves we're looking at, maybe some trades, give you a peek behind the index, things of that nature. So like I said, we got a great show ahead. Before we get into that, do me a big favor, go down into the description of the show, join our Discord. We would love to rate your team. We would love to rate your trade in the Discord or here in the comments. Leave that below. We'd love to let you all know what we think about that and see what the Dynasty market is doing. And, you know, just get an idea of, uh, you know, what kind of moves we can make this offseason and what everybody's doing that's making their teams better for 2023 Dynasty Fantasy Football. So do that. We would love to do that. Got an awesome guest today. Guest, he's part of the team. It's your man. It is Mace Riney. What is up, Mace? Hey, what's going on, Jordan? Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. Um, or happy to have you on. Is your mic? Can you turn your mic up a little bit by chance? Sound just a little um, quiet. Yeah, hold on one second. Can you hear me? Or maybe it's because my I moved my computer. It's not a big deal. Anyway, right, what's up, dude? How you been? Uh, good. Uh, repping my honors today. Got a big game this weekend. Uh, your boy Fred Warner, my guy, uh, Hufunga. Just ready to that's see the real. Work. That's the real team of destiny, the Niners. I hope so, man. I really hope they don't drop the bag at this point because their defensive coordinator is probably gone. After this people, year. people wanted to make it the Bills. They just weren't ready, you know. <laughs> and though the reality is, the Bills were just—they're too emotional. You know what I mean? Like you saw Joe Burrow. The thing that sets him apart is. He's confident, but he's stoic. You know what I mean? He and it's like he's not doesn't not feel emotions, but he doesn't let that dictate really anything that he does. Whereas you can tell I me, mean, even you know, Stefan Diggs is throwing a fit, running out the room. You know, Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. I'm a person with an imp- empathetic person. I have a big heart. I feel things. Like I get it. Like I get being that guy. But when you're going up against a stone cold killer like Joe Daddy. And he's got all these dudes around him that got that same mentality. It, it it was it was almost inevitable, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, so love Josh Allen. He's gonna be around for a long ass time. Not worried about that. But I think Joe's got something to prove. They should have won that Super Bowl last year. We all know there was some bullshit. And this team gets counted out constantly. Zach Taylor again, no coach of the year love. It's just what do they got to do? So they got to beat Brock Purdy apparently. <laughs> Someone needs to, man. He's hot right now. No, he's just doing enough not to lose the games. But uh, to your point with Burrow, that's why they call him Joe Cool, man. You just see it. And everything he does, it just bleeds out of him, dude. Oozing. Yeah, it's different. It's different. So happy that he is fully healthy. Happy that he's got a super squad around him. And I would love to see them just march in. I, would, I mean, and I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm okay with, I'm okay with Burrow beating Mahomes. I'm okay with that. I'm a, you know, I'm a mature person. You know what I mean? I think Joe deserves it. So I'm not saying I'm going to be rooting for him, but I think we could see a situation where the conversation this week, text time, well, this time next week around the Chiefs sounds a lot like the conversation around the Bills right now. A little too complacent. Not really enough going on at number two or number one. You know, things are just – and our defense, I mean – our linebackers are better. They're they're good now, but we still our pass rush is still garbage. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not digging Carl Loftus. I like Carl Loftus, but he doesn't get a ton of snaps. You he's know, more of a so, Bravo. Say it again. Guy. I see. You think he's more of like a Bravo or like a B player? 
I mean, this year, yeah, but that's only because they have to play Frank Clark because they paid him. Like, I'm ready for Frank Clark to get out of here. It annoys me so much that Frank Clark has a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs and Justin Houston is still out here murking people and he doesn't have a ring. Kills me. Kills me. Anyway, I guess we should uh, get into the meat of the issue. Before we do that, everybody that's listening on the podcast, thank you. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Everyone that's watching on the channel, if it's your first time here, like I said, I'm Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you want me on Twitter. We are the IDP Army. We do dynasty fantasy football. We do best ball fantasy football. But most importantly, we do IDP fantasy football, and we do it to the best of our ability on across all formats. You can see right here, I uh, I put the little the trophy up here because I won the Big Dog Bash uh with uh yeah want it i haven't really done a show about it i've kind of talked about it a little bit it's been like kind of crazy to like comprehend that but like we are now or i am now a shareholder of the bdge company i won the big dog bash which was awesome which is like a huge nft tournament that went on um things are on the up and up and idp army like that was for us that's for all of us couldn't have done it without you all and you know, like I said, like we are about the whole thing in fantasy football. Like we love, we love it. We love the grind of it. We love playing it. We love watching it. We love all facets of it. Um, yeah. So thank you for being here. So let's go ahead and jump into our rankings notes. Now, Mace helped a lot with these. I put together. So we're going to kind of start out with just looking at how last season ended. So let me add these to the stream. As you can see here, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, the top guy this season was Foisade Olukun. Again, an incredible season for him. 384 points, 184 tackles, 123 of those being solo. Both good for first in the NFL. Roquan Smith right behind him. Nick Bolton at three. Zier Franklin, who subbed in for Darius Leonard, who was injured all season. And then Drew Tranquil coming in at five. Bobby Wagner at six. Mace, any comments on these top six guys? Uh, anybody that stands out to you? And what, what are your thoughts about this? I was going to say, there's no surprises up there, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Drew Tranquil coming in, sliding in at fifth, man. That's that's pretty nuts. You said, uh, says right there, wow, 146 combined, 10 tackle for loss, eight QB hits, and five sacks for linebacker. That's pretty good, man, uh, especially for someone that was really under the radar. I didn't see him go in a lot of uh, redraft drafts that I was personally in. So that's kind of nice to see. Um, nice to see Zier Franklin come in and just kind of, I guess, put the shoes on and just do the best job that he could do for your uh, IDP fantasy team. I was super high on Nick Bolden. He got their uh, rookie of the year last year for the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like, pretty sure they gave him the green dot, and he just ran away with it, man, like you were saying earlier in the show. The, the linebacking course definitely on the up and up. I love Willie Gay as well. Um, Roquan Smith, two different teams, same story. He got the bag. Uh, congratulations to him. So, I'm going to show the people um, a little peek inside the index. This is Foisted Olukun. I bring this up because he is probably the most under the radar elite fantasy asset as far as IDP or even D like in if you play Dynasty, like get Foisted Olukun on your roster. It's not too late. I saw some people ranking him not even in their top 12 at dynasty linebackers. I mean, the guy's 27. Okay. And this is what he's done. And literally before the show started, I was sitting here doing some research and this, you guys are going to like, literally, like literally, Oh my gosh. Like if you're watching <laughs> on the channel, you need to, because that's old because that's like literally something I put in the index probably two years ago to remind myself of how good voice at Olakun is. Look at these numbers real quick here. I want, I just like to show you. Cause like I said, my jaw dropped when I was looking at this earlier. So voice at Olakun, we're going to be able to take a peek here at his, Points per snap. Now, just bear in mind, anything that's 0.25 is pretty much an every week starter in fantasy at all positions for IDP. That's a good way to measure like how efficient a player is and if they're going to be good for you that week. 0.3, if you can go to 0.3, that's elite threshold, okay? So some guys will get that one, two seasons, you know, three in their career. You know, to get it back to back in a row, you are an elite of the elite of the elite. So I hadn't really noticed this, but this is Voice Out Olukun's uh, points per snap since 2022. 2022, 0.34, you can see here in the bottom right-hand corner. Okay, so I was like, all right, so that was an elite year. We kind of knew that. He finished number one. I was like, okay, well, let's go back and look. Last year, 0.31. Okay, so he was elite back-to-back -back years. I was like, okay, but we all kind of were okay with the idea of being like, well, he can't replicate it again. But we've been saying that so long. Going back three years to 2020, 0.3. I 
I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, like, so why am I, why is he not a locked and loaded top 12 dynasty linebacker for a lot of people? And then going back even further to 2019.34, he's never not been an elite dynasty or uh, an elite IDP asset every season. He plays a ton of snaps and he can do it a lot of different ways. Yeah, he's got a great baseline with his tackle numbers, but he is capable of getting impact plays. You can see 23 impact plays here this season. That is good. Um, so I just wanted to give him like major props and major shout out because in our rankings, he's pretty high. Um, let's see. I want to see exactly where he is in the index for our linebackers. I know he's in our top 12 and he's been there for a while. But well, what are your thoughts on Olaf and why, why do you think people can't really just get their head around the fact that he is that dude? Um, I'm not going to say like he fell off of my rankings, but I did put him down a little bit when he was um, – I don't know, traded or signed over to uh, Jacksonville and they were bringing in the rookies and whatnot. But obviously, I mean, the profile speaks for itself, man. Uh, what, what are we going to start? He's our, line, he's our linebacker. He's, he's our linebacker six, according to the index. If you remove the players that are dual tagged, excepting Micah Parsons, because who knows what the hell's going on there. Uh, he's yeah. our linebacker six in Dynasty. And I feel like that's a good spot for him to be. Yeah. At 27 just, years old. He's going into 28 next year, but still, I mean, I think he's on what a second year of a four year contract. Is that what it is? I'm Something pretty sure like it is. That. I mean, he's, he's got relevancy for years going ahead as far as looking at dynasty anyway. So it's not, you said he's 27 going on 28. So yeah, I, I like that look going forward. And I feel like, like you said, it's draft season. Maybe waft a couple of draft picks or something low and a vet trade and see if you can kind of swoop him up or something and can join leagues because someone might be. Yeah, I've got him as a buy here in the index and I have a suggested second round plus to send for him. I feel like that's still a reasonable thing. And I feel like as we get closer to the draft, you'll be able to send a single one off second and you might be able to get him. So that's something to, to keep in mind, I think, going forward. Let's get back to some of these other guys now. Nick Bolton, we just, you know, again, just a shout out to him. Massive, massive season for him. Ton of snaps played. Uh, and he came through, you know. Well, actually, I want to look at his production profile too, because we have him very high here in the index. And I want you to see what I mean by, you know, an elite player. You know, we kind of – he was in my top 20 rankings coming into the season. I know a lot of people were kind of not sure about him. But let's take a look here at his production profile real quick in the index. So this year he was 0.3 points per snap. Going back to last season as a rookie, 0.36. So whenever you thought you saw something last year, you did. Like it was yeah. happening. Um, so and we have the, the data to back that up. So let's get back to the rest of these guys. TJ Edwards – Came in at seven, Jordan Brooks, eight, Frankie Luvu coming in at nine, CJ Mosley, 10, Patrick Queen at 11, Devin White at 12. Some players you expected to see in the top 12, some players you didn't expect to see in the top 12. I will say to me, the most surprising player here is Patrick Queen. I did not, I'm, you know, I did not anticipate him getting this high. Only 117 tackles, but as you can see here in the notes, 25 impact plays will make a big difference. Boosted him up. He and Roquan. Finished the back half of the season as a Baltimore Raven, both finishing as a top 12 linebacker for IDP. Who stands out to you in that group? Uh, CJ Mosley. I had him a little bit higher preseason. I don't think he made as many uh, impact plays, tackle for losses, stuff like that. Um, Devin White kind of – I don't, I don't want to say sliding, but I don't know, just not, not really like the top five to two finish that you would expect from a guy that you'd have to spend that much draft capital on, I think, and redraft even though this is a dynasty, but still you're going to have to trade up to get him just because of the name. Um, Frankie Louvu, that's kind of nice to see uh, going after that, like you said, uh, on their waiver wire superstar. Uh, TJ Edwards, I swooped him up in a lot of uh, late round uh, dynasty startups last year just because of the whole Kaiser White and um, I forget the other guy's name, the rookie that came over, Nicobe Dean came over, but ended up not really playing much. So, um, yeah. yeah, nothing too crazy aside from like Louvu. Yeah, I was actually just looking here in the index at C.J. Mosley. You're right. I mean, his impact plays this year, only 16. I mean, whenever you get 158 tackles, you I mean, obviously you're on the field a ton of snaps. To only get 16 impact plays, uh, pretty low number. But, again, that you could have kind of maybe seen that coming. The season before, uh, he had 168 tackles, only eight impact plays. So he has not been a very impactful player on the NFL field going all the way back to 2017 was the last time he crested that 18 impact play mark in a season. 
kind of just becoming that uh, that run stuffing linebacker, unfortunately, in his old age. Um, but that's I mean that was good enough to get him top ten finish. Yeah. <laughs> don't want, don't want to fade him too much now. Mm-hmm. I also want to bring up Devin White. I know there was a lot of people saying Devin White's not going to be. You know, a couple of years ago, he had that really massive season. They said, oh, he's not going to be good for very long. You can't trust it. You know, the sacks, you know, you can't count on those, blah, 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 blah. You know, a lot of people wanted to fade him. Uh, he's coming off his third season here as a top, I think, 12 or 13 linebacker. That's pretty good in Dynasty, especially a couple of years ago. If you added him to your team or you went out of your way to to draft him or make a trade for him or however you got him, you know, only he, Foyce Idola Kuhn, Roquan Smith, and then um, uh, who else is kind of – that's pretty much it. Just those three are the only guys who have repeated in the top 12 to 15 at linebacker the last three seasons. So even though the sacks have not necessarily been as massive and even though the Bucks haven't gone to win a Super Bowl, nothing crazy special has happened – he has been an extremely dependable, reliable linebacker with season-long upside that has, you know, been reliable, like I said. Um, he's currently our dynasty linebacker three, which kind of makes sense, I think. But I there are some players coming in and some guys that are slowly creeping up my rankings, including Mr. Nick Bolton himself. Just when you start, you know, we're getting that point to where the time horizon does matter. You know, if I think I can squeeze a couple of years out of somebody – or the fact that I can do that makes them more valuable to trade. You know, it, those players just are generally more valuable because Dynasty is a, you know, th- two thirds of the season, it's a market game, not necessarily a play a player game. So you have to be aware of how people are viewing players and then how long, you know, because it, it doesn't go forever. You know, players do leave the NFL. <laughs> Any final thoughts in that top 12 before we jump down into the, the next handful of guys? Anybody you want to poke take a look at their index profile? Can we look at Patrick Queen? I was pretty wrong on him. I figured that he would be yeah, absolutely. 20, 20 to like 25 probably. So I'd like to see where I went wrong on that one. Yeah, I was a lot lower on Patrick Queen. Well, I can tell you what it is right now. I mean, again, it's probably the fact that we both had him projected for not anywhere near that many – impact plays yeah but that's the thing he was he has been an impact player i mean you can see one of his tags here impact player high leverage snaps which means he does get to blitz a lot which is something that you kind of you know that the the baltimore ravens do disruptor young stud so only 23 years old where you have three seasons in the nfl so here you can quickly look at his impact plays in 2020 he had 19 2021 he had 15 i haven't actually inputted that in here yet but let's scroll down and take a look so he had 25 impact plays this year like i said yeah so let's what do you want to let's see what his overall profile here looks like 117 tackles 25 impact plays nine of them being tackles for loss five sacks that's a big number yeah so he definitely put up we have last year can i look at that compared to yeah absolutely let's scroll down and this is his 2021 profile. Yeah, 96. Dude, it's crazy to see the – you got the old pie graph right there. The solo tackles compared last year to this year. Yeah. And then his points per snap. Well, what, 0. 0. 0.5, 0.4? Points per snap. See, and he was already a general, a good, you know, 0. 0.25. That's yeah. that number that you look for, you know, or I look for generally. You know, you have some of these other auxiliary metrics, tackle rate. You can look at defensive play rate, impact play rate. But then you can kind of notice like big spikes in those, big spikes being like a double. But 0.29, I mean, Patrick Queen is ascending. I thought, you know, maybe the addition of Roquan was something there. You know, I would almost be interested to see how many impact plays he had versus before Roquan was traded versus how many he had after. I bet that would be a fun stat to look up. That would be a fun little deep dive. That's actually something I uh, let's make a note about that because that yeah, would be a fun like, article to look at. Like the the Roquan the Roquan effect in tandem. Like, is it sustainable? Do we believe in it? Because also we have issues, you know, with Patrick Queen's gonna want to get paid soon too. I mean, they drafted him. You have yeah. to wonder they brought in Roquan, threw him a big bag. Now you gotta wonder if you know Queen's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, there are plenty of teams around the league that could use a linebacker. So a thousand snaps too, a big number for Queen this year. One thousand twenty-six snaps. 
compared to 826 last year. So, I mean, that's a pretty big up, uptick as well. So, the team relied on him. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead and jump down this list a little bit more. It's coming in at 13, Rashawn Evans, 293 points. Again, all these points and everything is, you know, in IDP 123 scoring. If you all don't know what that is, uh, go check out the video on the channel about IDP scoring. It's like five, 10 minutes long. You'll learn how to, you'll just learn about IDP 123 scoring, how it relates to. PPR, half PPR in your dynasty leagues and all that. And <clears throat> I'm working on a video that should be out in the next week or two that will show you how to integrate IDP players into already existing dynasty leagues, how to attach dynasty players in startup rookie drafts or startup drafts, startup rookie drafts. And if you did a supplemental draft by adding them to a current dynasty league, you know, give you an idea of who to target and how to uh, kind of go dominate your league mates, basically. So, you know, that's how we live around here. All right, back to the real work. 159 combined tackles for Rashawn Evans, four pass deflections, six tackles for loss, two sacks. You know, he really stepped up and filled in that that, that void left behind by Foyce Olakun for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't want to say it's a big shock. Um, you know, we, we knew the Falcons would play a lot of linebacker snaps. We knew Rashawn Evans, given, you know, when he was with the Titans and was given the opportunity, he was useful. A high equity spot to land. Alex Singleton kind of surprising me here. Won't go away. I see the note here. And that's true. Like, I feel like Alex Singleton is like that. Like, that episode of The Office where Dwight is uh, in walking through the casino or whatever, and uh, he's talking to that girl. I think it's his wedding. And he says bye to her or something, and then he looks her and Angela's right there. <laughs> that's Alex Singleton every season in, fan- in IDP fantasy football. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, there's a cool linebacker. <laughs> Alex Singleton, 29 tackles and a half. What the hell? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, good for him, though. 163 combined tackles. Good for him. A Bobby Okrecki, another linebacker for the Colts. He was actually the guy who – this is another great season for him. Low-key, keep an eye on him. 289 points. Matt Milano at 16. Jordan Hicks, 17. One of my favorite sleepers coming into the season. Micah Parsons at 18. Put a pin in that because we'll talk about him in the DL show as well. We'll come back to him in just a minute and maybe highlight him shortly. Kirksey, Christian Kirksey coming in at 20. Old Fred Warner at 21. Oopsie. Oopsie Daisy. Uh-oh. Fred Warner. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm with a Niners fan. I'm going to get in trouble. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's really good. Cody Barton comes in at 22. Josie Jewell and then Levante David finishes out your top 24. Whoo, that's a mouthful. Who's your favorite guy in this list? Who's your biggest surprise? Uh, who do you want to talk about? Who do you want to highlight? Um, I think my favorite on the list would just be Alex Singleton, just for like his spike weeks or the most, just the highest points of the freaking iceberg, man. That's, I don't know, like you're saying, it's really nice to see, uh, Jordan Hicks. I remember you saying or talking about him. I actually drafted him in a couple more places because of that. Really glad that I did though. Him and, um, uh, Kendrick's really had some weeks in the beginning where they're like going pitter for patter and then they kind of mm-hmm. got on track with each other. So that was good. Um, Cody Barton, I didn't want to see like 27, 28. I'm not, I'm not really sure what he's 22 is. right here. Sorry, it's a little small. Yeah, 273 points, 136 combined tackles, six pass deflections, and four tackles for loss. Yeah, no, I'm talking like age. I just want to know if it's sustainable in Dynasty League, if he's going to stay around that oh. LB2 area because he's, he's kind of one of those guys that I feel like people might be out on just because of uh, they have Jordan Brooks. Uh, I don't have his uh, age updated in the index, unfortunately. Okay. Right, well, he I'm, has been around a while. I think he was drafted in like 2018. Yeah, okay, for sure. Um, and then uh, Matt Milano as well, kind of jumping up there. He was getting targeted a lot in the past game. I think that was helping him out as well, but um, nice to see that. Yeah, you're right. George, uh, Cody Barton is 26 already. Okay. Been in the league for quite some time, since yes. uh, 2019. Yeah, I'd be interested to look at his contract and kind of go over and see what he's got to offer. Well, I actually can pull that up here in the index, too, if you give me 10 seconds. Yeah, for sure. Signed a four-year, $3 million contract with them. But I guess that was as a rookie. So he's an under, he's a, he's a UFA this next okay. year. All right. Unrestricted free agent. He sounds like a. He looks like a great. Uh, he looks like a great Denver Broncos linebacker. Yeah, Broncos or a Jets linebacker. Like, yeah, no joke. Um, 
I just want to highlight, you know, a couple of things. One, Eric Kendricks was somebody everybody was willing to draft, and smartly so this season. But, I, you know, I did bring up this offseason that Jordan Hicks did get signed there. And, you know, sometimes these linebackers and tandems can be very good. And it's it can be prudent to take the guy who's just a little bit lower on the list, even though recency bias would say, you know, I want to take Eric Kendricks. It was so much so that Jordan Brooks ended up being, like, in sleeper territory. So for him to finish top 17, love to see that. Another one of these guys, kind of a journeyman, but he has big, meaningful plays. You know, the Vikings won that one game against the Bills because of Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks. I mean, these guys matter. They're they're big. They're big time linebacker making big time playmaking linebackers. Devondre Campbell would be up here on this list too if he hadn't been hurt so much. He's probably a little bit lower down this list. Um, let's take a quick peek at uh, Fred Warner in the index because I just think it's important. And I just want to highlight, you know, if you're new to IDP fantasy football, it's, it's important to know that just because a player is good at football doesn't mean that, that they're going to be necessarily translate as good or high level or elite for defensive football for IDP uh, for fantasy. Because sometimes that means that they're just doing the right things, especially in a world where every, things are less numbers driven, where more there's more of this like gray area analytics the pff era so you get these players who don't do as much on the field don't actually produce what your eye can see and what your game that you're playing can register but they may have a a a be spoken about in a manner where you would think they'd be really good for fantasy so fred warner 0.27 points this year per snap that's actually pretty decent for him uh, 0.27 this last season, 0.27 the season before that, 0.3 the season before that. So he's just a you know he's just a little a smidge above that like replacement level linebacker, but he always kind of gets touted in the off season as like a really like people have I've seen him ranked in almost everybody's top 12 dynasty linebackers forever, and he's never even had a top 12 finish since he's been in the league, uh, like five years for IDP. So. What are your thoughts on Fred Warner? Do you think as long as he's in this system, he's always just going to be this back-end linebacker too? Do you think he needs to break out into a different uh, different team or get a different uh, you know, DC to really rack up some more impact plays? What, what do you think the deal is with him? Uh, I think that a lot of times uh, the defense coordinator, D'Amico Ryans for the 49ers, will have him do quarterback spies, go out. He Like he can blitz, but that's not really his role. He's just – like you can't get points for being a good teammate and putting guys in position and being a strong leader on the field. Like if he has to make that tackle, guaranteed he's going to. Uh, he can come down with an interception, but it's not really in his game to do that. He's more like a swat down kind of guy. Um, like he's, he's really tenacious and he's amazing on the field. Like you said, he passes the eye test and all that, but he's I don't know, he's more of like a, a big big time guy. Just yeah, he doesn't that. he doesn't stuff the the stat sheet. You know, I mean for yeah. a thousand snaps. 130 tackles is, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's reasonable, but it's not anything to, you know, write home about. 10 pass deflections, that's a big number for him. Yeah. That definitely boosts his overall score. But even with that, with 10 pass deflections, he can't even break 20 overall impact plays. So that's that's kind of the thing with him is it's, like you said, I, I described this. Though actually, somebody commented on a video that I saw on Nick Ercolano's channel like a week or two ago, and they were talking about the difference between the Baltimore Ravens linebackers and the Buffalo Bills linebackers. And I think it's funny because I was like, you know, they said, oh, the Bills linebackers aren't that good. I'm like, no, the Bills linebackers are amazing. But they're, they, don't, they don't blow plays up the way that Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith do. I was like, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith grade poorly. They're not good linebackers. I was like, but you, a person watching football, you think that, and you're actually probably right. But Roquan, but 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 Ty, well, well, Tremaine and Milano, what they can do is they make sure that they're always in the right spot. They're always on assignment. You know what I mean? So they're not getting a lot of. They're not looking to be absolute playmakers. Milano is a little bit more so that, but they are get this reputation for being good because they don't fuck up. You know, and that's kind of where I feel like Fred Warner lives too. Where it's like we have this perception where we 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 want guys to blow plays up, and we want the big splashy plays, and that's and that is what we want. You know, I mean, I think those are the most meaningful plays in football. But at the same time, we live in a world where these guys have to watch their backs and be like, okay, like I have to do what's analytically and you know correct or whatever, because 
there's so many eyes watching, not just in the coaching staff where things are a little more subjective, but now I have these people claiming to have objective information about how good I am. So is it, do I try to make a play or do I make the play I'm supposed to make? You know what I mean? So I think there's like a lot going into that. And it's hard as a, as a fantasy football manager to reconcile that sometimes, but it's good to be aware of it. So yeah. um, I shout out to Fred Warner. Uh, the thing about Warner is that there's also Greenlaw and that Warner, the reason why Green, not, okay, I'm not going to like discredit Greenlaw. I think he's a great player, but I think the reason why Greenlaw has the free range to make the plays and be the kind of like the wild runner that he is, is because Fred Warner gives the ability of that defense. He can lead the middle. He can cover that zone. He can do what he can play off of anyone. You know what I mean? Yep. So if you do take Warner, then you could have taken Greenlaw maybe, you know, around two rounds later, maybe not now this year because of his spike and finish. But because I think Greenlaw was top 30, wasn't he? Yeah, he's 26. So if Warner is 20, 21st and you got to, everyone has him in their top 12 rankings, why not just get Greenlaw, get the point? <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's not that much of a difference. Yeah. Yep. Case in point, too, with Milano, not even 100 combined tackles this season. And he was a top 16 linebacker. It's crazy. You know, I mean, I mean, he's got guys with 140, 125 right behind him, 136, you know, so it does matter what you do on the field for fantasy. You know what I mean? So um, let's go ahead and finish these guys off. We, you did. Um, you brought up Greenlaw, 15 games, six pass deflections, two forced fumbles, 127 combined tackles for him. Good season. Um, I'll go ahead and start where we left off. Alex Anzalone was linebacker 25. Dre Greenlaw, 26. Logan Wilson came in at linebacker, 29. Uh, Isaiah Simmons came in at 28. Quay Walker, 29. Demario Davis at 30. Shaq Thompson, 31. Zayvon Collins at 32. Jawan Bentley, who's just always floating around out there somewhere at 33. Nicholas Morrow, 34. And you're kind of starting to get uh, away from some of the guys we probably know there or were really fancy relevant. But of this kind of back-end group here, well, let's go ahead and finish it out because I think it just goes, well, how many guys do I put in here? Jesus Christ, too many. <laughs> so sweet, man. We get um, I'm going to stop right there because I want to talk a little bit about Logan Wilson. It was not the season I wanted for him, but it was still a good season overall for Logan Wilson. Only 123 combined tackles, though. Did not love that. He's still one of my top guys for Dynasty. What are your thoughts on Logan Wilson going forward? I like him. He was just hurt. I think he got hurt in the beginning of one game, and then he missed, what, two other games. So, um, yeah, the numbers kind of lacked. But uh, he was given really free range to run that defense, and I feel like that's going to continue to happen. So I, I like it. Uh, if you can buy the dip low on him, go ahead and do it, please. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a dynasty buy right now, Logan Wilson. I actually think I did just acquire him in another dynasty league recently, um, which we're going to talk about some trades here in a little bit. I'll try to pull those up on screen as well. Um, actually, before we continue, we're going to finish off talking about the top 45 to 50 or so linebackers from this last season in 2022 Dynasty Fantasy Football and talk about how they stack up for us going forward. Check out this promo so you guys know what is all available in our rankings. We have some really awesome living, breathing, tiered rankings available for you. You guys need to get in there quick. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today. Yes, you should do that. Go in there, update them today. That's where we are pulling the production profiles from. There's nothing else like this in the whole entire fantasy football industry. Period. It doesn't exist. There's nothing as good as this. Period. It doesn't exist. We are the best at doing this. I won the bash. I love Dynasty Fantasy Football. Check out our rankings. Mace is a genius when it comes to rookie stuff. His profiles that he's putting together on some of these rookies that are coming in are crazy. I'm checking them out on offense and defense. So 
the squad's lit. You're not going to get cookie cutter info over here. You're not going to get copy pasta rankings. You're not going to get copy pasta takes. You're not going to get people regurgitating, you know, diagrammed, deconstructed projections to you. Okay. That already exists in perpetuity on all sides and all fronts. We're fighting that war. Okay. We're against winning the arguments. We want to win the leagues. We want to learn. We want to be sharpened. And we do that by uh, letting you guys into our minds, our hearts, and our soul, checking out our rankings, roast us, and we will fix them as we see fit. If you guys want to roast them, you shouldn't, though, because they're amazing. All right, Mace, let's get back into the linebackers. Yeah. The most meaningful position in IDP, basically, um, which, again, if you guys are looking for some IDP strategy, there will be a video coming up very soon on the channel. By the time you're watching this, it's probably already up, giving you a basic outline of how to attack IDP players in your dynasty leagues. And linebackers are the shit. You got to nail them. All right. So let's go ahead and go down here to some of these. Uh, let's get into this 30 range, okay? Quincy Williams came in at 30, 35. Um, you know, he's one of these guys that keeps popping up. He's one of these cheap linebackers. You know, if there was ever a replacement-level linebacker, you know, look for Quincy Williams. He, I don't think he's ever going to go away at this point. He's like Alex Singleton, but I actually think I actually really enjoy Quincy Williams. He and his brother being on the same team is really, really fun too. So uh, if you're as a Jets fan in your IDP league, he's already swooped up, I'm sure. Then we got Jerome Baker at 36. So that finishes out your linebacker one, two, and threes, you know, assuming you play in a 12-team league. Um, a lot of those guys, you know, were players that we talked about last offseason. A lot of those guys were players people did have ranked, you know, fairly appropriately. Um, those, like every like every position in fantasy, there's always going to be surprises. There's always going to be players that show up and we're like, oh, wow, like what a, what a great season for that guy. Um, and then we have some players that are going to fall out of that range that we anticipated getting there. And actually one of the first players outside that range, what, 36, is Jerome Baker. Coming, he had a really good year two seasons ago. Was it two years ago or last year? Um, only 66 solos this year. I was really kind of disappointed overall with how the Mike McDaniels Dolphins defense functioned. How did you feel about that? And I just feel like after they gave Jerome, they gave him a ton of money last offseason, too. He's one of the highest paid linebackers in football. I just didn't see him making any plays, and I really just didn't see a lot of inspiring play from the dolphins at all what what are your thoughts on jerome baker a young linebacker um and what are your thoughts on the dolphins defense i'm gonna try to find his profile real quick while you rip yeah the dolphins defense was i don't want to say kind of suspect i kind of fell in love with a couple players on the secondary but they were really hit and miss using multiple safeties um they went and signed mick chubb he didn't really do much when he was there i was kind bradley of chubb. Or, i'm sorry yeah bradley chubb's my fault um yeah, I'm looking to see more from him. I kind of figured, I think he's an offensive-minded coach, so he's going to kind of struggle in the defensive front. Maybe they go out and get some help and kind of find some identity out there. Um, I feel like that was kind of – I mean, it wasn't their Achilles heel ultimately. It was the quarterback position, I do feel like, was their Achilles heel. But, um, yeah, they do have a lot that they need to improve on the defensive side of the ball. 66 solo tackles just isn't going to get it done for your IDP yeah so. this is a this profile still hasn't been updated for this year that's why it's kind of goofy right now but i am curious to see how he stacked up last year 92 total tackles last season uh this is his 2021 profile and then let's see how he looked in 2020 112 in 2020 so he is kind of fall you know 0.3 that was a really good season and points per snap for jerome baker and then last in 2021 0.25, you know, he's one of those guys who kind of just got paid as, um, oh, what's his face, went out the door. He was the defensive, like, coordinator for the Steelers. Why can't I think of his name? Morris? No. The old head coach for the uh, Dolphins. Bro, Flores, you're right. Yeah, Brian Flores. What I I didn't hear what you said. I mean, it's oh, okay. Sorry. Brain to register. But then you didn't repeat it. So I was like, did I yeah, not hear right. what I didn't hear? Anywho, anywho. Um, he's a player that I think is probably a good buy low right now, but I don't think he's kind of that he's kind of becoming one of those Fred Warner guys. Another guy that's kind of like that. Uh, where's he at? He was just on here. Tremaine Edmonds at 40. Uh, for people on the podcast, I'm gonna go ahead and quickly read off the rest of these players. Uh, looks like I ended at 50. So let's see here where I leave off. Jerome Baker was at 36. So we got a Landon Roberts came in at 37. 
Jamin Davis came in at 38. Willie Gaith, linebacker, 39. Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, 40. Only played 13 games, as well as Willie Gay, 13 games. Kazir White, linebacker, 41. Michael Walker, linebacker, 42. Jerome Baker, linebacker, 43. Ernest Jones, where you at, Bomber? Linebacker, 44. <laughs> Devondre Campbell, 45. Uh, 13 games. 46 was Devon. Uh, Denzel Perryman, weird. I mean, he was had a massive season last year, two seasons ago, but he was just kind of all over the place this year. Uh, shows that you really – you have to go with the coaching staff sometimes with some of these guys because if they like a guy, they'll play him. If they don't like him, I mean, he's completely replaceable. Uh, 47, Caden Ellis. 48, Malcolm Rodriguez. Star for the Detroit Lions. 49, David Long. And then coming in at 50 – was Miles Jack, another player like Jerome Baker, who got a lot of love two seasons ago in the IDP fantasy uh, rankings world. But um, all right, so let's talk about some of these guys in this back end that we would have expected or were maybe thinking more of. Tremaine Edmonds only played 13 games, so I know that's part of the reason. But he's one of these guys where he's kind of like Fred Warner. He always gets – he's been gassed up a lot as – a, a good linebacker where, you know, and people want him to be this, this people want him to be Luke Keekley, you know what I mean? And Bobby Wagner, like 160 tackles and like yeah. 10 sacks and like Levante David, like running thing, everything back for touch. Like that's not what these guys do. Unfortunately, in the era of PFF, a conversation around a player being so good can happen without him actually doing much on the field. Um, but Tremaine Edmonds, one interception, one sack. I have to wonder if he's going to be one of these players that ends up not being on Buffalo for much longer. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking even before this season. I had him in a couple dynasty leagues, and I tried to ship him off in between trades and stuff. Another guy that I saw, I mean, not really struggle, but <clears throat> it just wasn't fun to watch was Nicholas Morrow. I really thought that once the whole Roquan Smith thing went, that maybe he would kind of take off for IDP a little bit, and he just kind of got worse when we saw Jack uh, Sanborn had to step up in his – place and do some stuff for IDP. So. Oh, Jack Sanborn. He's the number one linebacker in Dynasty. Don't let anybody tell you that. <laughs> Everyone loves it, man. Why He's playing well. Playing very well. Why? Oh, his profile's Jack. This is weird. Yeah, I was updating it yesterday and it kept doing this. So I was like, no. Uh, eek. Okay, well. Foo foo to him. We'll have to fix that. This is the uh, this is these are the things you guys don't see on the back end. The <laughs> hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of labor and thought and insight and research and construction that happens just so we can sit here and fumble over our words and hope that you know a dozen of you will tell a dozen of your best friends about IDP fantasy football and dynasty and best ball and most importantly about us. For sure. Any Huskies. Devondre Campbell, 13 games. That explains part of him. You know, a lot some of these guys are just the, the game situation. 13 games for Edmonds did play into it. 13 games for Gay. He had that early suspension. We're past that now. He is an impact player, in my opinion. Uh, I would love to see him get that combined tackle number up a little higher, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know how that tandem will work as far as volume going forward. There's not really anybody here on this back end that I'm overly impressed to talk about. Is there anyone that you are? I just want to give a shout out to Jermaine Pratt for Cincinnati. He was a good spot starter for me in a couple of cases. I really came Where's, to is he on this list? Did he make the top 50? Yeah, 43. Nah. Uh, Jermaine Pratt. Shout out Jermaine Pratt. We see you, brother. All right. So you threw a couple of um you threw a cup a couple of uh trade questions into our to our Discord the other day, I'm going to try to pull them, and we're going to go over those to close the show out. Does that sound like a good good plan? Cool beans, man. I'm down. Let's get into it. All right. I did. I and I kind of looked at these, but I didn't really have a chance to dive into them, so we'll see how we feel about them on, on air. Give me just a moment. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Put those in the admin channel. Or did you put them in the trade channel? Uh, I threw them in the admin. All right. Cool. All right, I see them. Let's go. We got some trade questions here coming in hot from the Discord. You know, like I said, y'all can join our Discord. So Mace got some questions. Not super recent mid-November, but sold Demarcus Lawrence for an early third, early mid-third round pick and loved every second of it. Yeah, that was probably a good move. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is a player that I – I mean, he never really amounted to what everyone acted like his ceiling was. He was kind of always a sell for me. What are your thoughts on that? I think if someone has a spike and it's not very consistent or they have a pathway of inconsistency, as soon as they hit that peak, you're shipping off to try to get something. Yep, yep. And DeMarcus Lawrence, with the injury history and just with the way that his career had just been, um, if you look at his production profile on the index too, you could see that, you know, compared to the narrative around him versus how he was, he's one of those players where it does – you good to do your due diligence. So good job for JMide 80 here on that trade. Uh, don't worry. So what's the best scoring system for IDPs? Is there any way to balance it out? So DL, DB are closer to LBs. Yes. The answer to that is IDP one, two, three scoring. There is a video on this channel about it. There are articles on the internet about it. You can go on Twitter, go type in hashtag IDP one, two, three. You'll see information about that scoring system. Go to our website, IDP Army. Articles written out with lots of good information on how and why it's balanced. Like I said, that video too is up on the channel. It explains how the scoring system works, how to set it up, and it explains to you how it gives all positions, defensive backs, defensive linemen, and linebackers, similar weekly, similar season-long upside to each other and to offensive players in PPR and in half PPR formats. So, Go check out IDP one two three scoring. Did you have any? We want to add anything onto that, Mace? Before we go to the next question, uh, I figured you'd like that question, so I figured that'd be all you. Yes. All right. So we have uh, some trade questions here that came through, or some people to want to look at them or rate them. So we have one here from esteemed outlaw. He sends a twenty twenty five first round pick and a twenty twenty five second round pick. So those are very very far in the future first round picks. He gets Tremaine. Or he adds those. Joey the Tooth adds a Tremaine Edmonds, Daniel Jones, and Rashad Bateman. I like that for Joey. Yeah, I mean the the picks are unknown. They're pretty distant off. Uh, Daniel yeah. Jones like the way the way the way Dynasty leagues implode. I mean those picks probably won't even be relevant. You know, what I mean that's why that's why these people that play Dynasty like you know two and three years in the future, sus, sus. <laughs> I have so many first round picks. Go go back and look at who is screaming from the rooftops how many 2022 first they had, 2021 first they had. Talk about how many people spent all the last couple of years in Dynasty talking about the future. The future. I'd be yeah. like having a couple picks though here and there. It's nice to kind of throw it in, or at least have one. I'll have one draft where I've got I'll try to get two or three of them in the first round and just kind of work my way back. Yeah, yeah, you know. Just a draft day. Some guys like having pit like picks, you know. Some guys like having ships. Uh, <laughs> you just gotta decide what kind of guy are you. Yeah. Are you a ship guy? Or you a pick guy? Huh? Are you a wise guy? Yay? Nah, but for real, I do like this trade for Joey. I mean, he gets. I mean, he's getting rid of a first and a second, which are you know, valuable, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, he's replacement level, but for the next three years, he's gonna be on Joey's team, getting him points. Daniel Jones is ascending. Goofy as he is, he is a he's a legitimate running quarterback. He has a legitimate coach, and they're going to get that man some weapons. So he's going to be in the conversation. So I like that for Joey. Rashad Bateman, I don't really believe in, but I think that Joey can. He's going to be able to flip him if he wants to do that. So uh, overall, I would rate that trade in Joey's favor. I think we both agree there. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's not like that trade's like unfair or anything. I don't want to say that. I think that's a fine trade. I would just the way I play Dynasty, I would 100% rather go with um with the players there. All right, here's another fun one. This one is. Do you want to read this one off since it's between you two and give me a little context? Yeah, for sure. So, um, Steam Outlaw 
had been uh, writing me. I had I had the 101, so I think he wants Robinson in the draft. But uh, anyways, we finally ended up getting to an agreement. Uh, he received Quay Walker and – how do you say that guy's last name? Uh, I don't know. Evocate? Yeah, there Evocate. you go. Evocate? Uh, defensive tackle for Atlanta. Uh, 2025 second round and first round, and then a 2023 101 and 201. In return, I would receive Roquan Smith. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris, and Kadarius Tony. Um, I personally like the upside of Tony. I think it's insane. Now he's got something to play for. So if he becomes injury free, I can put him in my flex and feel good. Uh, Najee Harris, I'm big on him next year. Um, I don't know. Matt Canada is still going to be there, but I really hope the offensive line pans out and they hopefully pick it gets into motion and something. I mean, I really don't think it's going to get any worse for Harris. So I kind of like it. And I'd rather have a solid running back that I know. Opposed to one that I don't. <laughs> uh, Roquan Smith just got the bag. He's not going anywhere, and he was on multiple teams, and he's uh, stud number two overall. And then Jalen Waddle is freaking outstanding. And if if he can succeed with Tua and everything that's going on, although he did have a drop off at the end of the season, uh, I think the sky's the limit for Waddle if it's not already there. Bruh, you, I think you killed this trade. I mean. You killed this trade. That's exactly what you need to do with the 101. I think if anyone else has it, get a get a get a bag of players. You know what I mean? Waddle, he's a basically a consensus top 12 dynasty wide receiver. I can't I don't, unless I missed something recently. Roquan Smith, a consensus top five linebacker uh, for dynasty, unless I missed something. Najee, a consensus top 12 running back, unless I missed something. So, th- I mean, this is how you do it, folks. I mean, he got rid of – I mean, this is an incredible trade for you. I have nothing but praise and admonish. I don't – I can't say anything negative about it. And you got Tony, who could potentially – I mean, right now he's hovering in that – Like it's right now he's either – right now he's either Curtis Samuel or Tyreek Hill. But we don't know. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? And guess what? You paid the Curtis Samuel price. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So, like, this is how you do dynasty trades. I have nothing but positive things to say about that. Um, yeah, I giving up Quay Walker. I understand where I understand where esteemed is headed here. And what he might be doing, which I also think is prudent, is he might be loading up on picks so that when he gets to the draft, as these picks continue to accrue more value, he dishes them back out throughout the draft and he puts together a different kind of team. Maybe he doesn't just go skew all young. So I don't know that without talking to him and his strategy, but I like what you did there, and uh, I think that was a good trade. All right, so final one we have here we're going to look at is we have Aiden Hutchinson and a 2023 first-rounder, the 104, and a 2023-105 pick. So this is that same the same same league? He took the mm-hmm. 101 and flipped it, sorry, to give it just so He flipped the 101? He flipped the 101 for this. For okay. 104 and Hutch. So we had Hutchinson and the 104. Man, he's an idiot. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Steve. I know, I know. I see him on Twitter. He's a homie, but I'm, I'm just. I think that I think he's doing too much. If I'm just being honest, this and this is a thing that happens in Dynasty. I've I need to do a video on this, but I, I there there's mentalities in Dynasty that I've noticed, and they kind of in my mind they reflect ecosystems. One of them is the shark mentality, and where it's like sharks are always hungry, and sharks have to like move to breathe. But sometimes they can do too much. You know what I mean? They're they're so busy always attacking and always going to the next meal or whatever it may seem that they can lose value doing things like this, churning too much, too many trades. What I think is the best strategy, and again, there'll be a video about this sometime in the ecosystem, is that of a um, an ambush predator. Like I liken it like to a python. You know, these things get huge or an anaconda. The biggest ones could literally kill basically any animal. But how do they get there? by sitting and not doing anything for long periods of time, weeks, months, conserving energy. They know what's they know something's coming along. And then when the perfect move comes along, they make that move in dynasty. So that person might make one or two trades a year, but that person is just generally always in a good spot. Pay attention to that person in your league. That and then we'll do a video about that later, but um but, but basically I mean when you get the 101 and you've already flipped it, you know what I mean, it's just I don't know what you're just again to me. It's like chill. You know, there's a lot of things going on, but final thoughts on this. How did this make you feel seeing him do this right after you did this? 
I was honestly kind of relieved. I mean, trading the one on one, it's it's spicy, man. Especially the way the hype um, the player is going to get that's going to it. It's draft season. I'm, I'm studying players and stuff, so I don't know. It's just something that was more of a want than a need. But to see him flip it immediately, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So that's the kind of value that he put on it. I feel like I it made me feel like I actually did better than I actually thought I was doing. You know what I mean? Not that I, I didn't think you killed it. Trade, but. And with any time I trade something, I still like to go back and look at it and evaluate it the next day, next day after. Not that I'm dwelling. Like, like you could probably send him Jalen Waddle for the 104. <laughs> and you could probably send him Najee Harris for the 105. And guess what? Now you have the 104 and the 105 and Roquan and Tony. You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm just a jackass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, he I- I like what you're saying about the ecosystem thing. It's just more like a business monster mentality where you can do good business and you don't have to do it all the time. But the more business that you do and the, the crazier it gets and the faster it's going, the less observation there is and it can just go off. Yes, the and that's and that's what happened. The last couple of years, these finance bros got into Dynasty and they, everything's economy-based. Everything's market-based. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, no, it's nature out here. All right. There are there there are variables at play, Mother Nature, that you can't put in a, your little cube, okay? And uh, there are three there are three mentalities in Dynasty. I need to do this video so bad. There's that of the sheep, which are the prey, and then there's that of the predators, and then that's broken down into ambush predators versus hunters, and then there is the scavengers. They're the most in. They're one of the most interesting ones because they're also sharks or scavengers. They think yeah. they're always hunting they are always hunting but they don't always kill to eat animals that are ambush predators they don't ambush dead bodies you know what i mean they don't walk up on a carcass and ambush it so again there's something to the 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 primal nature of this analogy that works a lot better for me because we're humans we're playing fantasy and then the, the the umbrella of that is each individual league is an ecosystem so it's like maybe it's the tundra, maybe it's you know tropical, maybe it's the shoreline, maybe it's a field, whatever it is. But each one of these leagues, each one of these ecosystems has its own predators, prey, and scavengers. So it's a really very powerful analogy that I like to use when I look at my dynasty leagues. And when I get into a new league, I look at the people in there and I try to figure out who are the predators, who are the prey. You know, how are the predators operating? Are they operating as an ambusher or are they operating as a hunter? And then who is a scavenger? You know, who's out here doing too much? Who's out here listening to every fantasy football podcast and literally trading down in value constantly because they can't stick to anything? Those those people, they're easy. These are identifying markers for these people. Um, And they're in your league. There's 11 other jackasses in there with you um, that you need to try to lay the hammer down on. So... All right, we actually, this has been a great show. I've had a good time with you, Mace. We hit right around an hour. Everybody that's on the podcast, thank you for listening. Everybody that's on the channel, thank you for listening. Um, like I said, there is good information coming about a lot of dynasty strategy for IDP and offensive uh, dynasty stuff. Because again, it's, it all intermingles, you know, over here. We don't segregate it. You know, it's not, we're not weird like that. Um, all fantasy football all the time. And then we do have the IDP uh, one, two, three video, which is up, which is going to tell you how and kind of give you an understanding and a breakdown on the most popular, the most powerful, the most intuitive dynasty IDP fantasy scoring system that exists. So go check that out. Mace, you got some stuff up on the website. Tell us about that quickly before we jet. Yeah, I just uh, a couple of days ago, put up a taxi squad article, pluses and minuses of it. If you should integrate it in your league, um, Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl coming up. I'm going to be at the Shrine Bowl um, virtually. You guys are going to the Senior Bowl personally. So we'll have definitely information on that. I just posted. Um, I got top IDP and offensive, um, hopefully fantasy relevant Shrine Bowl players. I got a list up there going. Um, also, just all players going through the draft process. That's another one that I've got up there as well. So uh, we got good stuff coming, man. Just get in there and get after it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, IDP Army, that's it from me to you with love. Keep an eye and ear out. We will be out. Join the Discord. Hit us with your teams. Hit us with your trades. We would love to rate them. We would love to comment on them, give you some feedback, help you win your leagues. And the best way you can support the channel is to become a member of the Patreon or become a member of the channel. Links are in the description.
Deuces. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.